Hello and welcome to the Loaded Bases Podcast. As always, I am Alessandro DeGennaro, joined by my co-host Nick Wilson. Today, we have the free agency prediction episode. Second annual. Could be third annual. Can't remember. Nick and I are going to go by position and go through all the free agents and try and give our best guess as to where they end up. And we compete and we see who got the most guesses correct, essentially. Um, But have to edit in a little note here. We recorded the episode about two days ago. Winter meetings start tomorrow, December 4th. The episode's going to be up tonight, December 3rd. Um, Jacob deGrom, who obviously is at the top of the list of free agents, has signed with the Texas Rangers for $185 million over five years, giving him an average annual value of $37 million a year. Um, And there's an option for a player option for a six-year that will bring his contract to $222 million. So essentially a six-year deal to a 34-year-old pitcher. We're going to save our opinions for it. We're going to save our analysis of it, whatever you want to do. We're going to save all of our comments on Jacob DeGrom and the Texas Rangers for our next episode where we break down the Mets and what they need to do in the offseason, what went wrong in the regular season, et cetera, um, and what went right, of course. Uh, but we're sending our love to Nick Wilson and to all of our Mets listeners um, it's a sad day in New York City, and as a Yankees fan, selfishly, I hope this trend does not continue for Aaron Judge. But we'll see. Um, we're going to leave in our predictions for Jacob deGrom in the episode. And the reason why we're doing that, not just to build suspense, but is also because every decision is intertwined with another decision, with another free agency decision. Um, so, obviously, our predictions for Jacob deGrom relate to our other predictions and you can see if we got it right or we got it wrong anyway so without further ado the free agency prediction episode let's go the following sports program is brought to you by the loaded bases podcast contest and i say contest because alessandro and i have done this blind we i don't know his who he's thinking he doesn't know mine we're doing this live in real time uh we're gonna do two parts so today we're gonna focus on outfield and pitching i think those are kind of the heavy hitting they also have the most players in those two pools um we're really focusing on the top 30 or so total players so that's of all the positions um and we're just going to dive right in. Alessandro and I are going to go uh, – we're going to start with starting pitching, and we're going to see – We're going to start with know. starting pitching. We're not going to start with outfield? Uh, yeah, I, I think we should start with starting, starting pitching. Starting pitching, yeah. yeah. That's what I, yeah, I was thinking that originally, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. All right. So who do you want to do first? Um, why don't we do it backwards? So like you the do backwards, like the the la- like the least exciting, and then we'll go kind of like – you know, we don't have – Okay, just let's through. do it. Yeah, 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 let's do it. So I would say – I mean, do you want to start with uh, – We'll start. Let's start with this guy, uh, Kodai Senga. Okay. Because he's the one I think that was the toughest to predict o- overall. Um, we've had a lot of rumors. I remember when uh, this is a, a while ago. Like every time there's um, a big name free agent, like a, like a U Darvish, you know, um, 
uh, I mean, uh, uh, to, uh, who's the guy on uh, Toronto Blue Jays? Um, um, Kikuchi. Like, anytime there's always so many teams, like, the Padres are linked, the Mariners are linked. Like, and then it's just, like, they, they it, the player chooses basically based on, like, right. where they want to go. Like, yeah. um, you know, you listen to some of these sales pitches and you're just, like, like the Cubs basically lied to that uh, the player that went there and said it wasn't, the cold wasn't that bad. So, it's very hard to predict, but... Um, I have him going to the Rangers. That's funny because I also have him going to the Rangers. Is that, oh, is let's that, go. Is that real? Yes, that's real. So the thing is, real quick, is that I, for a lot of these teams, I had a first choice and I had a second choice. So for Kodai Senga, I had two choices for him. My first choice for him was the Texas Rangers. Yeah. My second choice for him was the Red Sox. Now both for the same kind of reasons. Red Sox more so because they need to I like kind that, of actually. The Red Sox kind of need to make a splash. Wait, that's are is that real? Are you serious? You yeah, just, I swear to God, I have so Boston funny. and Texas right, that's right so here. That's so funny. Um, the Red Sox kind of need to make a splash because they need to satisfy their fan, fan base, but they also have enough money to spend. Um, but Texas also is a money that obviously has money to spend, and they're looking to to bring in these big like time players essentially. But also. I would I would kind of be wary on Kodai Senga. He's 29 years old, and he's been pitching for 10 years or 11 years in Japan. Yeah. So I don't know, but I I see him. I, I have my I have my first choice. I have Texas. So there you go, yeah. baby. I think that the Texas. Okay, so they spent, and we'll get more into this. You know, spoiler alert: we have more than one player going to Texas. Um, Look, they spent they spent what five hundred million dollars last year to to finish well below five hundred. Um, they've got a lot of work to do. I think Kodai Senga is kind of the type of hail mary that you really can go for uh, if you're a team in last place. Like, you know, if you're the Mets, you really you're probably going for a sure thing, right? Um, and he's he's going to demand a, a good amount of dollars, I would assume. And the it, Mets can spend that possibly. Money elsewhere. I mean, it really it really depends. I mean, like. You know, um, it, it, uh, there there have been a number of players who, you know, uh, have come here. Like Kikuchi, for example, got three years and thirty six million, and Kikuchi had a fair amount of uh, love in Japan. Like he was he was good. I think Senga has a little bit more prestige, but right, his most recent contract translated to twenty million AAV here. Yeah, so that's like I could see I could see him getting around the same as Kikuchi, right. and I and I think for a team that needs a lot, like this is a very incomplete team. Um, if you look at the Rangers, uh, like starting rotation, it's it's really I mean, first of all, they <laughs> lack an ace, but they also, uh, you know, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna they need a lot, and we they've been yeah. linked to a lot of players, um, and I just think that Texas because they've already de- dove into the. Japanese uh, market before and you Darvish they've been known to do this so look at that yeah I think that's funny both got Texas that's funny all right, all right. yeah let's go to the next one I have Jamison Tyone all right what'd you say I said Phillies four years 64 mil oh, that's a good guess all right so I didn't put a I didn't put a number value on that's all right contract, it still counts I mean. but I have him going to Baltimore I think that's a great I think that's a great guess actually so the reason why I'm going to Baltimore is that the Orioles have the second lowest payroll in baseball and they're obviously a team on the rise. And Tyone in Baltimore would have the comfortability. You know, the Baltimore and the Cubs, these are teams that are going to be prime for, like, some of these, like, semi-veteran pitchers who are still trying to figure it out, who still have high potential. 
they're going to have the room to bring those types of people in. So Tyone's going to be able to fit. I think with Baltimore, they can give him the room to still work and become better than he is rather than going to a team immediately and, and being um, an impact guy. Philadelphia's tough, but I, I can also see Philadelphia giving him the money. That's a, that's a good Yeah, that's, that's kind of what... 64 well, million, I feel like that's on point. Well, they, so my logic for, for this was like, I actually think that's a fantastic guess because I think that Tyone, like he gave you 177 innings last year. I think that's very repeatable. Um, the Orioles, I could t- I think, need innings. Like they've got Grayson Rodriguez coming up. They've got a number of pitchers coming up. Like, right. They, they're going to need, like, th- that bridge. And I think Tyone is kind of like that perfect, like, middle of the rotation starter to do that. However, I think the Phillies, they're right there. They No, that's a good guess. They were, they, I think they kind of went for Syndergaard at the deadline, like, partly, obviously, because he was available, but partly he's a ground ball pitcher, uh, and Philly is, like, a notoriously hitter's ballpark. Jamison mm-hmm. Tyone is also a pretty consistent ground ball pitcher, he pitched well in Yankee Stadium, which is a pretty much a replica, like the National League or the American League version of Citizens uh, Citizens Bank. So, and I also think that Philly is like again losing Cindergard. They're going to need to shore up the depth, and they're going to be spending a lot of money. We know they're targeting a shortstop, so um, I think he's going to go to Philly. But Tyone, Tyone, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. It's a good guess. I think you got it on point with the contract. All right, who's next? I <laughs> have Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. All right, who'd you say? Um, I am revising the amount. I, cause I realized I accidentally put the same amount of years and dollars as James and Tyon. I put four years, 64 million, but I actually have him going to the Cubs and I have, I had him four years, 64. I'm actually going to go like, I'm going to say like three years and like 45 million. It's a good, a good guess for both the team and the contract. I have him going to Seattle. Going back to Seattle. Going back to Seattle. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Why? What? What's the? Well, I mean, he obviously went to the Mets. He pitched well with the Mets. Seattle needs more pitching. They kind of have Luis Castillo and a cast of characters, and I feel like Taiwan Walker could rejuvenate and spark something that he once had there, and could be slotted in as the fourth guy in the rotation, the third guy in the rotation. And Seattle is a team that. Depending on what they do in the offseason, I mean, they're going to be a wild card team that could potentially do something maybe in the playoffs, but they need more pitching. And Walker is going to be affordable. Um, I, I, think he's, I don't think he's going to make more than $19 million a year because he, got rejected, he wasn't offered the qualifying offer. And once that happens, usually pitchers, unless they're like, you know, unless there's really something there, they don't usually get they won't usually get more than that just because of bargaining and shit like that. So, I've seen going to Seattle. But the Cubs is a good guess because the Cubs are definitely going to make moves this offseason. Well, he's, he's you know, he worked on and, his splitter with Stroman. Yeah. And also, was, what I, my bad to cut you off, but what I said before with Tyone, Walker, kind of the same deal. You get to go to a team that's on the rise, is not yeah. necessarily winning now. He can continue to develop a little bit more, a semi-veteran pitcher who still has upside potential. So... Well, I, again, similar as Texas, like, I know that they're going to want to do a lot, right? Like, this is a team that fancies themselves as a contender. And, you know, if you look at them, they actually Texas? kind of were, no, well, yes, but, or, like, Texas soon, but I'm talking about the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. Um, they were 39 and 31 post-All-Star break. Right. So if you, if you uh, I'm not good enough at math to do that winning percentage, but if you repeat that twice <laughs> over, 
that's pr- that's pretty close in line with a playoff contender. Um, and so their rotation, you know, is very incomplete. They really need a number one, but I don't see them getting that on the open market. And I think that they're going to pay Walker enough to woo him uh, there. And I think that Walker's upside is pretty high. Like he, he had one of the best splitters in baseball last year. And I think that he, um, you know, splitters are not great in the cold, but I think that if Stroman was willing to do it, I think that uh, that Taiwan Walker will do it. So three years, forty-five million. That's a good guess. Cubs, yeah. Um, All right, who's next? Nate Yavaldi. All right, who do you have? So for me, it was between two teams that we've yeah. already talked about. Okay. I eventually said Orioles. Three oh, years, fifty-four million. I, I was thinking the Orioles, but I didn't put them down. See, I. What would you put on the contract? <clears throat> three years, fifty-four million. Okay. You know, he's been, I mean, Yavaldi, how old is he? What, like uh, 32, 31? I think, you know, he's, he's uh, somebody who is coming off he's of 30, the, I think. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he is 30, he's 32. He's 32, yes. He has my, he's actually the exact age as my brother, the same birthday, same year. Well, there you go. So I, I think that, you know, the Lavender is 35. Again, like a perfect kind of like bridge the gap kind of pitcher. I really don't, I think it's going to be tough to convince like, the Orioles have a lot to do and it's going to, you know, they, again, they, their roster is very incomplete. They've got a lot of stars coming on the way, but they're not here yet. And they're going to, they have a lot of holes to fill. And I think this is another move where it's like, you're filling out the roster. Uh, but where do you have Nate Evaldi? So I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure because like you said, he's going to definitely get your deal gives him 18 million AV. So it's 18 million a year. And that's not the way the contracts are going. That's not like super expensive, especially for what he can provide um, if he stays healthy. I mean, he's when he's at his best, he's really good. He's thirty two years old, so he's not a hundred percent there yeah. yet. You can probably get him two years in a team option, right? Something at seventeen, eighteen million a year. I want so this is more of me wanting rather than me predicting, but I want the Mets. To go after Nathan Navaldi. Interesting. Because who knows what's going to happen? They're going to—they're losing. Some guys are going out the door. They need to fill out the rotation. So Taiwan Walker is probably leaving. Who knows what they're going to do with Bassett? Um, it's actually they a have, pretty great guess. Yeah, so I so I think the Mets, and then I also not sure they're going to do it. This is a dark horse, and not to be a the a homer, but I also think the Yankees should take a look to bring him back because that would be dope. But I think the Mets, the Mets if I were to make a bet, it would be the Mets. I'm going to actually and they would you be said around you, the same you said dollars. this wasn't your guess. Two years team option. You said this wasn't your guess, but I'm going to say it's your guess because that was a pretty Yeah, good it's, it's, it's it is my guess. Okay. But it's more of a desire for the Mets to do it. No, I think that makes a lot of sense for. actually. What would you say two years what? I said two years in a team option, the same value, either like, eighteen million or seventeen million, right, so fifty-four yeah. million. That makes a lot of sense. I think like a short-term deal, especially given all the money they're giving out, especially if they can't get Bassett. But um, right. all right, Syndergaard. What do you? Where do I you have Syndergaard going? going to one of two teams. My first option is he's going back to the Phillies. My second option. My second option is that because I think Syndergaard's going to get something in the in the same range of seventeen, eighteen million a year, and I think he's going to get a show me something contract which is like a one-year deal. Show me what you can do. So my second option for Noah Syndergaard is Houston. Interesting. Because Houston seems to be going on this trajectory, and we'll get into this later. They, they fired, oh, that's a good pick, They fired the general manager, and yeah, I kind of don't know which one I want. I, I kind of actually feel like he might go back to Houston more so than the Phillies. But, but go, he pitched wait, go back. You mean go to... Go, well, go to Houston rather than go back to, yeah. to the Phillies. Um, 
he pitched well though for the Phillies and the you know and and in the second half. So, I mean, decently well. But um, I just lost train of thought of what I was going to say. But uh, oh yeah, Houston seems like they're going in this trajectory of kind of signing because they have some money to spend. Of multiple kind of these like multiple big name like dudes. It looks like got Jose Abreu, which we're going to talk about later. You know, who knows what's going to happen with their catching situation. I could see them also going out and trying to get, like, one of these guys, on like, one of these fringe guys who, like, has, again, a lot of upside potential. All the guys that we just named, Valdi, Tyone, Syndergaard, these guys have high upside potential, low AAV cost, and they're, and they're smart for a number of teams. But I think for Houston, who has the depth of pitching and can absorb whatever loss it is for Syndergaard, and then Syndergaard gets a one-year deal, can prove himself, go back on the free agent market the next year. I actually I like that. So pick I'm a making lot. Houston my pick over the Phillies. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have him going to the Orioles. He's the second pitcher I've gone to the Orioles. I have met three years, uh, sixty four. Although yeah, that would be fine. In retrospect, maybe a little bit more in terms of uh, AAV. Um, but I think that uh, I think that, that would be filthy. I think that the Orioles are going to spend a lot of money they and have, like, beans and fucking. Evaldi yeah, and like that's, that's uh, so, it's about twenty one point three million a year. Like, I, I think that they you really, know, yeah, I, I think that um, Syndergaard is going to give you a lot of innings. They need to spend. They don't have. There are really no aces on the market uh, that I think that they're going to be, or at least they're not rumored to be in on. Um, and so, I think that you know, if you're not in on any of those aces, like if you look at their rotation, it's really it's like not like their rotation's honestly like you know uh not not like deep at all it's like there's no it's not deep there's no clear number one like you again you have like dean kramer grayson rodriguez like those guys coming up kyle bradish if you like him although you know but i mean basically like tyler wells is pretty much your number one um that's not gonna do it so the orioles were very close last year. You have to remember. I mean, yeah. they were, yeah, you know, were. they were, I mean, they were 16 games out, but of the wild card, I believe yeah. they were like a, hand, a handful of games out. They, they have money. Uh, and I think these are deals that like, um, will not kill you. And I think that that yeah, makes the a lot Orioles of sense. Are coming back, finally. And of course, like Boston's not going to be great next year. You know, the Rays are kind of like the same every year. Like I think the Yankees, it, it'll be, it, I don't know if they'll take a step back, but it'll be tough to. Yeah, you don't know. You can't tell. So, all right. Um, now the the top the top uh, the top four the top four. Who do okay. you have? Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett. Where do you have him going? Where do you have him going? I'm just so, curious. I have him going back to the Mets. I have him going back to the Mets okay. as well. <laughs> all right. All right. What, like we what just, is your? Yeah, I mean, I I just think that it would be stupid for the Mets to, to let him go. The Mets again need to fill out their rotation. Um, I don't think it's a guarantee. I actually had him going to. Um, the Orioles before I before I pivoted before I pivoted <laughs> to Cindergard. Right well, no, because I, I had basically I had the Orioles getting like two like number two starters uh, that I thought were gonna like age well, and I think that like Cindergard's a little bit younger and uh, is probably gonna command less, and I just think Bassett like is more of a win now player, and he has a quali- qualifying offer attached to him, so he like makes he's a lot more valuable to like the Mets than other teams. You know, he might be yeah. more attractive. So, well, I mean, he's um, 33 years old, so he's not going to get a ton of, he's no. going to be 34 yeah. next year. He's not going to get a ton of, of money each year. So I just think, you know, ground ball pitcher, good for the Mets. He was good for the Mets last year. Yeah. Um, um, short yeah. AV, short contracts. I have in at four years, 80 though, because I think that a lot of teams are going to express interest in him. You like, so you, you would sign him four years at 33 years old. 
Uh, I think they're going to have to and just eat the last year because... For $20 million a year? I think so. Because right. he's, a, he's a number two, number three starter. Um, I think that while, again, I like I know I sound contradictory because I said the qualifying he's offer... He's a solid number three. He's a solid yeah, number three. But I, That's but, what he is. But I think that like if the Mets are in win-now mode, you might as well take the bird in the hand. And I think that like he's... I know showing no signs of slowing down. Like the Velo was uh, on track with what it's been. He looked great last year. Um, I should have brought the bottle up. Uh, it's all good. Um, uh, and um, yeah, so that's that's what I have. I think that uh, there's going to be a bidding war, but ultimately, I think the Mets will resign him. And also, they're trying to resign him. So, all right. Carlo. And so now you have the top three. I mean, yeah. really, the, the the top three we know. We we have kind of like the the same contenders going for these guys. Right, exactly. It's just musical chairs. So yeah, uh, let's start. I mean, why not? Rodin. Carlos Rodon. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or should I? First, okay. I have him uh, going to the Rangers, and I have him six years, uh, one hundred fifty six to one hundred eighty million dollars. I get I did a range for this one. I, I maybe that's a cop out. I'll be more specific, but. Um, and I have him at uh, yeah six years, one hundred fifty six to one hundred eighty million. Um, I think they're going to give him the extra year to woo him there. They are not. I, I think that they're uh, spoiler alert. You know, if they're getting Rodon, they're not getting Degrom. Uh, I think that the the top frontline starters are not who are like you know older in age are not going to go to a reclamation project. I think the Rangers are a win soon team. They spent $500 million between two players not to like take a back seat. They're going to spend money. Um, they're trying to win now. This is a great guess. And they need a frontline starter. They need a frontline starter. They're going to give them the it's extra year because they have the money to get him. Um, and Ugh. I think that between him and Kodai Senga, um, and then Martin Perez, uh, that's a pretty good one, two, three. And like, I just think that that makes a lot of sense. So. Um, even though he has the qualifying offer attached, I think that won't stop them from, from doing that. All right. Well, you kind of just hit it out of the park. I don't know why I didn't even consider the Rangers, obviously. Um, I chose the Mets. Interesting. But it's predicated, obviously, on what DeGrom does. So I think that, I mean, we'll get into what I think about DeGrom because, so I chose, yeah, so I chose, uh, but now this is kind of fucking me up, though, because... Well, we'll get into that later. So Same I, with chess. <laughs> so we'll get into it later. So I have a 1A, 1B in this situation. Okay. And and I'm going to sound like such a homer, but my 1A is the Mets. My 1B is the Yankees. To get Rodon. Yeah. Interesting. So I think it's because, kind of for one of the reasons that you laid out, which is that I think they can get him at like $25, 26000000 million a year for about five or six years. And if you can do that, if you're the Yankees, you have, the, you have a little bit of room to spend um, and you would make the rotation elite. Uh, so that that's more of a want. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But I, I do think I uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm kinda screwing myself up here, but it I'm I'm gonna say Don't. I'm gonna say the Mets. Okay. I'm gonna say the Mets and but it's not gonna make sense in two seconds, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's 20. Oh, no, you know what? I, no, it will make sense. Fuck out of okay. here. Okay. Yeah. He just, do I just double checked. He's 29. So I think like you overpay to get a, to get a starting pitcher on the, on the open market. Like that's just yeah. what happened. So, um, all right. Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. All right. Uh, where do you have him going? I have him going to the Dodgers. What do you have? Well, no, okay. All right. Well, I thought, I thought you were about to say that you also have him going to the Dodgers. Um, 
I'm going to the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a lot of money on the books. They have no money. They have not a lot of money on the books. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. The Dodgers have not a lot of money on the books. They're obviously going to go out and they're going to spend this offseason. They can use the pitching. He's going to want $43.5 million for three years. And we're looking at teams that are going to be willing to give him that money at how he's like 39 years old, 40 years old. So I think the Dodgers are in a perfect position to give him that. Um, they only have $100 million in payroll going into the offseason. So that's my reason. Yeah, I actually have the Dodgers as well. Um, I have two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's get it. Uh, I, I have, knew it. I, have two, I fucking knew it. I have two years, $90 million. Um, I think that he is going to, again, Holy say, shit. same logic is like he's not going to want to go to the Rangers who've been connected with him. He doesn't right. want to end his career on like a rents. reclamation project. He wants to go to a fun team, like a win-now team. Yeah. I, I kind of have the – I think that, I mean – the Houston Astros are a possibility as well. Again, it's musical chairs. Like, there's really not much to separate the Mets, Dodgers, and Astros. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of a guess, honestly. But, um, I mean, I just the, – the Dodgers have shown that they can woo the big free agents that they want. Um, and, you know, I think that they will – if they want him, they and they, they look at his medicals and they like what they see, they'll, they'll do it. And I, I think it's kind of that simple. So, yeah. Um, all right. So last but not least, your boy. Yeah. Um, I have your boy. I have. If you couldn't piece it together, um, carry the two uh, plus one. Uh, it's a crazy mathematical equation in a map. Uh, but I have him going to the D- Jacob Degrom. I have him going to the Mets for three years. This is okay. This is three years, one hundred thirty-five million. And I know that that's. A lot of money, and that's kind of bananas. Uh, that's forty-five million a year. Um, that's about what he's going to get. I think that that's just what's going to take to get yeah. him there, and I, I think agree. that they want to do it, and I think that he would like to stay based on like the really honestly kind of like hacky reporting. I mean, there's so hard to trust anything you hear. Like, I I don't know. How do you like how, like if you just think about it logistically? Like, how do you really know what Degrom wants if you didn't like you're playing telephone like. Like, I heard DeGrom likes the beach. Like, it's just like, you don't know. Yeah, like, 100%. He's pitched in New York. Cohen wants to keep him. There's really, honestly, like, three suitors. I also, same right. logic. I don't think he wants to go to Texas. Like, I don't think he wants to end his career there. So, um, yeah, I got him going to the Mets. Where do you have him going? So, this is why I was fucked up on my road down pick because I let my heart get in the way. Very unprofessional because I had Rodone going to the Mets. Right? Yeah. But that was predicated on DeGrom not returning to the Mets. However, I also have DeGrom going back to the Mets. Going However, to the Mets. But I do have I do have Texas in there as a serious contender. I think that if Texas blows him away with a lot of money, he might go. But at the same time, I think the Mets understand what they can do for the next three years in terms of just marketing him, right? And the amount of money, how yeah. quickly they'll make that money back. They'll make it back tenfold, you know, just throughout. I mean, they're always going to make money off the ground jerseys, but even still, even with him in the stands. I mean, him yeah. playing the game, I mean. Um, and, you know, he, he's been a Met. And then does he want to end his career being a Ranger? It's not anywhere as near significant. You know what I mean? And what are the Rangers doing? The Rangers went out and got uh, Seeger and Simeon last year, and they got um, Gray from Colorado. And what did they do? 
Yeah, no, they were terrible. You know, so you know, is adding Jacob Degrom to that team going to propel them forward? I'm not sure. So I had Degrom going back to the Mets. But like, but no, well, just for the sake of the contest, because if you, if you have him, if you, I mean, you could do like Rodon for Mets and Mets, but doesn't really make sense. Well, I'm kind of I was doing it on the fly. So going up, I was I was thinking like, well, my Mets would be my original choice. Will I flop? So so so, so for, for Rodon for Rodon, you to penalize me, you can put the Yankees as for Rodon. Okay, all right. So it's a big, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big mark against your boy. But we got you know, we got a lot of players. Okay, I'm we gonna got a lot of players. All right, that's fair. But I think the Yankees are actually a viable option. I think if the Yankees go out and get Judge, and they're gonna have money to spend on like one more, I think, solid acquisition, and I think they're willing to go up to at least the second tier of the luxury tax threshold. And I think they could, I, I think, they know what their fan base wants, and they understand what's been happening over the past fourteen years of them continuously missing the playoffs. And they, under, you know, if you added Rodon to that rotation. It's no, yeah. It's exactly. elite. You know, it's just one of the so. Yeah. So I, I'm, I will I'm say, not feeling so bad about it. I will say on my list, I definitely don't think I had enough Yankees. Um, it's so I don't have a lot of Yankees. It's so them. tough to know what to do with them because like they have Glaber Torres as a trade yeah. chip. It like they kind of need things they don't. So yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have, have a lot of Yankees on here. But all right, now shifting gears, let's go uh, over to the outfield. We're gonna start again from uh, the bottom up here. So. Andrew Benintendi. Okay. Um, Why is that funny? Because I just said I don't have a lot of Yankees. So, the problem with Benintendi is that it came out recently that he's looking for $17.5 million a year, which is not that bad, but he wants six years. Wild. Not and that's, <laughs> that's crazy. So, if that's his asking price, he's not going to go to the Yankees. I originally was thinking the Yankees. I think... That my choice, I think the safe choice is the Yankees because the Yankees do want to get a left fielder, and if they strike out on Benatendi and Nimmo, they're going to be tight. So the safe choice is the Yankees here, but I'm not going to go with the safe choice, and I'm going to throw in the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, interesting. So because the Toronto Blue Jays have a thin outfield, they have Loris Gurriel Jr. in left. Um, who, you know, honestly is not as good of a player as Benintendi. If you add Benintendi into that lineup, this is a 300-plus hitter, right? High OBP guy. Hits to all sides of the field. You know, so not that that matters anymore because they're eliminating the shift, but still. Um, and I think that they would be the closest team because the, the Blue Jays actually have some money to spend. I think they would be the closest team to get to those years. You know what I mean? They would be the closest team willing to get to those years. So I'm thinking maybe $17.5 million for five or six years with a team option maybe for that sixth year. Okay. That's so interesting you said that. Um, I didn't know that report when I when I wrote the years, but I have them going in a different direction. I kind of th- uh, went back and forth in this one, but I have them going to the White Sox. That's so, a good guess. So here's Damn. why. Oh my god. Here's why. So that's a good guess. I I had three years, forty five. Like I don't know. Maybe that's accurate. I think that there'll be a number of teams that like. There's not that many center fielders, so like maybe. Uh, that's fifteen million a year. Yeah. Did you need a calculator to do that? 
I'm sorry to blame you. I've been doing, I'm not good at math either. Um, but that's I'm pretty not, bad. I'm, I'm just not, not trying to fucking think of it on the fly. What do you want me to do? <laughs> all right, I apologize. That was I'm deleting that. Uh, all right, sorry. <laughs> um, so, okay. You, you're you saying that report. I'll stick to my gun just because, like, you know, a lack of information. That's, like, I guess a bad job by me. But, okay, so... <laughs> Here's a uh, here's number one, right? Andrew Vaughn is likely moving to first, so that frees up an outfield spot. So that's immediately like, you know, you need an outfield spot. White Sox have a couple dollars to spend. That's right? a good guess. They have a couple dollars to spend, and if you look at the White Sox, they really don't have a leadoff hitter, right? Yeah. Like they kind of just don't have like a leadoff hitter at all. So I think he would move there perfectly. Now the problem is like the uh, the White Sox kind of need offense, so you might think like a Mitch Haniger would make sense, but if you look at and that's honestly who I was going to go with. But then if you look at their outfield, Eloy Jimenez, Mitch Haniger, who played 45 games last year and has, you know, I mean, it's hard to like fault him for some of his injuries, but like he's been, he's been injured a number of times. He hasn't been on the field. Like, so between Mitch Haniger, Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, all three of those guys miss like 80 to hundred plus games a year. Yeah. That makes no sense. So I think Andrew Benintendi uh, is my choice there. So um, all right. Uh, what do you think about Michael Conforto? Okay, so Conforto, I was having some trouble with. I was just kind of thinking of teams that needed the outfield help. I have a dark horse in this, and then I okay. also have a 1A and 1B. Interesting. So my 1A, which is you're going to put down, I guess, okay. would be... Well, you have it. Okay, go ahead. You can also put down the one B in the fucking dark horse. You don't have to throw me under the bus. You know? I, mean, I am mentioning these teams as like fucking like part of the thing. You know, you could you could put that there. I feel like that should score like at least a half a point or something. We're doing half points now. All, All right. right, listen. So the one A, I have him going to the Boston Red Sox. Interesting. Um, just because they're. I mean, if you look at their outfield, it's super thin. Um, actually, take that back. Take that back because I have a lock for the Red Sox coming up. Okay. So I'm right. going to actually do the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Also, just because of Arnold's, <clears throat> the Cardinals have money to spend, they could use the outfield, the outfield depth. And Conforto, I don't know what you're going to do with his What would his you contract. do like one year? Well, he's looking for a, a one-year deal. Oh, he is. Okay, I didn't know that. So there you go. Bad job by me. But fucking. Well, um, one year. One year. What, what, what's the amount? The dollar amount? I know you're just kind of making this up now, but like... I, 14 million. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I have the Cardinals. What do you have? I had the... Uh, I had the Astros. Yeah, I was thinking about the Astros originally. Um, oh, wait. I didn't say my Dark Horse. Okay. Who's your Dark Horse? Toronto. Okay. That's if, interesting. If another outfield option fell through. Fell through. That's, That's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. So I know he's looking for a pillow contract. Um... I know that the Giants are looking for outfield help, but, mm -hmm. like, I feel like Michael Conforto might be Brandon Belted and just be this, like, lefty that, like, loses so many home runs to the fucking right field uh, dimensions. So that's out. Um, I think that, he, you know, he wants to go to, you know, a contender. The Astros are going to play him. Um and I would imagine he, like, you know, it's, like, good a good ballpark to be a lefty in, a great ballpark to be a lefty in, so... Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to come up with like super great reasons, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the big one. He's 30. I mean, a one year deal, like I said, 19 million, 
put a little more respect on his name than you did, but it's, it's, I mean, he, he's fallen out of favor. He's had a shoulder injury like that saps power. Like it's possible that he comes back and doesn't do well. So, but all right, fair enough. Uh, Mitch Hanniger. All right. So I have Mitch Hanniger going. So I have again, a one, a one B, but my solid guess for Mitch Hanniger is the Dodgers. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, go ahead. I have the Dodgers. Obviously the Dodgers need outfield help again. Mitch Hanniger is not going to be an expensive contract because, like you said earlier, this is a guy who's injury played, gets hurt every single year, don't know what you're getting. He's 33 years old. You know, you're kind of going out of – he's 33 years old, right? 32, I think, or, like, turning 33. Okay, so he's turning yeah, 33 might, years yeah, old. more or less. Um, I think you can get him at, like, $12 million a year, honestly. I, okay, interesting. Um, so the length of that contract, I'm not sure – my 1B was the Giants. Yeah. He's a righty, so that kind of makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but That's not just, bad. like, from, like, bullshit, like, name value and recognition, I can see him, like, on the Dodgers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I kind of like, get that. Just like... There's so many places I can see him. I can kind of see him going to the Yankees also, but I, I did say the Dodgers. That well. I would be incredibly frustrated with him. Really? I think he I could... like him, but he just gets hurt too often. That's fair. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. He played like 56 games last year. Yeah. Um. So I would say the Giants, uh, or excuse me, I'm sorry. I would say the Dodgers. Uh, you had the Dodgers? Yeah, I had the Dodgers. Oh, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You said the Dodgers too, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, no, no. I, and I had, I had like, I actually didn't put a dollar amount. Um, I would say like, I think he actually does get two years, but, um, only because I think that the Dodgers are a good place to play. And, um, I think that he's going to like, he's going to get, I would say maybe between like 13 and 16 a year, but that's really, again, arbitrary, like very little there to, to back that up. So, um, all right. Uh, Cody Bellinger. This is the one that I think was really tough. Yeah, this was the hardest one. I think every team could probably benefit exactly. from having a Cody Bellinger. Right. So that that was my that was my take from it. I didn't choose a team because I think Bellinger might have the potential to be one of those guys who signs super late, um, and any team can afford him and would benefit from having him. I would think because it's kind of a you know I, there's certain teams maybe some certain like more competitive teams that can't afford the risk. Um, but there's so many teams that can that I didn't even bother choosing a team. But I'm interested to see who you have. So okay, I did. A, I basically like to prepare <clears throat> to prepare for this episode. Um, <clears throat> part of the research that I like to do sometimes when I'm looking at other teams is like look at like listen to like random ass podcasts that I hear. Just like literally go for like keep swiping until you find like the dumbest like name, like a pixelated uh, like picture for like in their uh, pod like their. Um, Spotify pictures, like some terrible, horrible, like Fiverr drawing that somebody put together. Um, And I listened to those podcasts and I I think like pretty much every single one, I listened to like a Rockies one, a Twins one, a Phillies one, a Dodgers one, and a Marlins one. I think like four of those five picked him to be their center fielder, which is like goes to show Uh, Cody Bellinger. Uh, is looking for a one-year deal. We know this. Um, he's uh, you know prove it deal. Uh, he's an M- he a former MVP. Uh, hor- horrendous strikeout rate. Um, I think that the Dodgers kind of just like I think it's way has to do with like a coaching, like uh, a coaching thing. 
Um, I don't, I mean, he's been injured, but I, I, it's hard to imagine that like, he's just not talented anymore. I think he'll come back with, with something. So he's looking for a, a prove it deal. Um, I think he's going to go somewhere that he's going to play, but the Rockies I think are out because you know, it's like you go there and, and it's like, you know, it's like the, he, you know, if he, his numbers are going to be tainted if he I does kind of well. I was thinking the Rockies. But I think, I think the Rockies lineup doesn't give him enough protection and, it's just why would you not like why would you I think there's oh if you go to the Rockies and like, teams are always gonna wonder if it's like the cores effect. Yeah. It's just a factor you don't want to consider if you're a team and I think he knows that and his agent knows that. Um I think that I he goes to Philly. One year, mm. eighteen million. Mm. So here's why. Um Philly, you know, is looking for a big fish on the shortstop market. They're gonna they have a lot of money dedicated to a lot of players right now. A one-year deal can't hurt you, even if it's a pretty. I have him at one year, eighteen million. I think that's a pretty high uh, a dollar amount, um, but I think it makes sense. And at the very least, you have him in between Kyle Schwarber in the outfield, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. Like literally, like when they signed, I think it was. I don't remember who went first. It was like I think they signed Nick Castellanos first. You're like, oh, like okay, they have a, a corner outfielder that's like not great, but like. If they get another corner outfielders, that's like not bad. It's not that big a deal. And then they get Kyle fucking Schwarber, and you're just like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, so I think putting Cody Bellinger in between those two makes a lot of sense. Now here's the X factor. Aside from the park, which obviously is a huge thing, their hitting coach is Kevin Long. Right. So I think if anybody, I think if and even if it does, like you never know. These are human beings. Like he could be a great hitting coach and just not mesh with Cody Bellinger. But Kevin Long the goat. But at the very least, there's the name recognition, and P- yeah. and players can't speak highly enough about Kevin Long. So yeah. I have him going one year to, to Philly, one right. year eighteen million to Philly. All right, next up, Brandon Nimmo. Who do you have for Brandon? Nimmo? Why don't you go first on that? Okay, so I, uh, oh man, there's so many players. So first of all, we know that the they denied the qualifying offer to Mitch Haniger, so they're going for a bigger fish. Um. They're in win-now mode. They have got a lot of money to spend. They were third worst Seattle. in... Yes. They were third worst in on-base percent... Or, excuse me, in average last year. They were near the middle of the pack in... Um, in uh, What's it called? Um, they were near the middle of the pack in on-base percentage. Um, I th- They're looking for a lefty second baseman. We know this, but I think that also kind of just means they're looking for a lefty as well. I think they have the money to throw at Nemo, and I think they're going to outspend the Mets. Like, I think they're going to outbid uh, the Mets. Right. Because um, they have the money, and they're in win-now mode. Um, they're very close. So, uh, and I also know that they're doing a four, they want to do, like, a four-man outfield situation, I've heard. So I think if you're, like, Michael Conforto, who kind of also fits the similar mold, you're like, I don't want to go somewhere that's going to be, I'm going to be like a fourth outfielder potentially. Like, there's going to be a four-man outfield less playing time. So, um, uh, I also, and also, like, I know that they're going to, they have other places they want to spend, but I think that they are going to use some of their trade chips. They have a decent farm. I think they're going to use, they have a good farm, actually. I think they're going to use their farm to uh, try to get, like, a second baseman or something. Um, so, that's where I got. What do you got? All right. I feel pretty strongly about this. Okay. I have Brandon Nimmo as a lock. <clears throat> a lock? Wow. Okay. As a lock. Interesting. One team only. Really? The Boston Red Sox. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. Why? The Boston Red Sox, their outfield is super thin. They're like running Rob Refsteiner out there. Fair. Um, with Alex Verdugo, um, and like Jaron Duran. Nimmo is twenty nine years old. So what is he gonna get? He's gonna probably get like twenty five. He's Scott Boris is his re, is his uh agent. His agent. Yeah. So he's gonna probably get like twenty five for six. So I had him at five one ten. I had him at. I had him at. Uh, I have it written down. I have him at six one fifty. So we're kind of. Oh wait, that's the same price. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah. Oh no, I'm minus twenty five. I'm a dickhead. Um, and I, you know, Boston has the money, and he kind of fits their mold in terms of like the type of player that they like. Like white lefty. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't, who knows what's going to happen with the Red Sox in the offseason. But I feel like, you know, they're not going to completely fold the cards and just like be bad. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't necessarily, they don't, they don't always do that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm the most walk with the Red Sox. Okay. Um, so. I think Heim Bloom is in a weird position, right? Because the Red Sox were like good or bad, then good, then bad. Like they made the playoffs in but they 21. Are, they're, all, they're always that way. That's been that's been their MO for forever. Yes, but they've got a lot of shit they need to do. Like they've got a lot of stuff that they need to do. That that infrastructure is crazy. And I think they're a lot closer to not contending well, than contending. Well, they have Trevor Story as a shortstop. They have, uh, or as the second baseman. They have yeah. uh, Devers at third. They they're deciding whether who's or a free not they agent next back. year. That's a valid point. And their rotation is like pretty terrible too. Like it's just they've got like a lot of uh, pieces to to. I'm looking at their roster right, right now. Right, but we're talking about a longer term deal and Brandon Nimmo. I'm looking at their roster right now. Like, their starting rotation. Brandon Nimmo was, like, Heim Bloom's, like, dream player, though. I know he is, but oh, that's a good point. But this they're, guy... they're, 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 this is their rotation right now. Chris Sale, Nick Pavetta, James Paxton, Brian Bellow, and Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, but Nimmo is also a guy who has a high OBP, an incredibly high weighted runs created plus for, for, his, for the type of player that he is. For the type of player he is, he has an incredibly high slugging percentage. I mean, you're getting him on a team where you don't have a whole lot of salary that you have to dish out. You're getting him for five or six years where the team can clearly had they, they've shown that they can, they can build a team back up in a matter of two or three years and then go right for it for a championship. I mean, what was it between 2013 and 2018? That was about four or five years. Right. And they're in kind of like year two of whatever they're being right now. Okay. So, I can I can kind of I I can kind of see them going either way. I think they're closer to not contending, but uh, your guess is as good as mine. So okay, yeah. finally the oh boy the biggest fish on the market. Oh. Um, this is yeah I truly had so much difficulty. I ping ponged back and forth with this one. Um, I tr I like honestly like I know this is like I probably still have no idea. <laughs> Um, it's like you, who fucking knows? Like, it just, it's, it's, it's not possible to guess. Like there was that reporter that was like planted. I don't know if you saw, like he was like in San Francisco and like he was going out of a hotel room or something or like visiting his family for the holidays. And there was like a reporter. Female reporter. Yeah. It was a oh, I thought reporter. you were saying. Yeah, no, it was a woman reporter. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, oh, hey, like Aaron Judge. And he yeah. was just like, hey, like, oh, whoops. Like, yeah. Oh, no. so yeah. Um, that could mean a number of things. Um, 
We know that the Giants like really want Aaron Judge. They right. have a ton of money. Um, you know, uh, I mean, he put up arguably one of the best seasons of all time last year, uh, and it's it's really tough to to know what he's gonna get on the open market. Um, it's I mean, I don't really, I truly still don't know. He's thirty one, so I mean. You know, I think the Yankees today offered him what eight years, three hundred million. They offered him eight years, three hundred million, which would pay him thirty-seven and a half million dollars a year, and it would make him the highest-paid position player in the history of baseball. Yeah, but so. having said that, they kind of left the door open for another team to swoop in and offer more. I, I think judges can't leak that to kind of you know use it as a bargaining chip, essentially. Yeah, um, I think that he is not gonna get the the um, and I didn't put a dollar amount, but before I before I make my guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the dollar amount. I'm having him at okay. I'm just gonna put the team that I have him going right, to. What's that, Sarah? I have the Yankees re- re-signing him. Um, uh, fucking. I, I think that there's. I don't think he's gonna just take an offer. First of all, like the. I think maybe it does leave the, the the opening. I think what's going to happen is the Yankees are going to put down their number. The Giants are going to put down their number. Maybe there'll be a third team, and he's going to decide based on other teams giving him an offer. I don't think that people... I think the, the, the whole like, disrespect thing is a narrative. I, I mean, again, this is my opinion, but based on just... I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to take that back because I don't really know anything about him, but I, it seems... Uh, I am very dubious of narratives anyway, and I think, like, the whole, like, they disrespected him by, like, giving him a low ball. It's like, that's what all teams do. Like, it, like that, if you they take that... Low, they didn't even low ball him. Well, like, the first time people were saying that, like, he felt like it was low seven. ball. That was a good... That's a, it was at like the time, especially, yeah. And that's fair. And, no, you're right. And, like, he was 30 at the time. No, you're right. That's a good... 30 and a half million a year. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. Um... I don't know. Again, that's also to yeah. to further the point. It's like narr- it seems narrative-y. Yeah. Um, so I would say I would say he's gonna end up this is gonna end up going to a bidding war. That's based on my prediction. Yeah. And I think what's gonna happen is he's, he's gonna get um, more dollars, but just less years. So um, I have him getting about uh, I have him no, that's not real, sorry. Um, I have him getting, I'm just, I'm like, I mean, I'm honestly doing this. Yeah. 44 million a year over seven years. Um, and that is 310. Yeah. So with the Yankees. So I think ultimately he does go back to the Yankees. Um, I think that the giants have too many things to do to focus on one player. If they want to win now, they were good a year ago. So they're pretty, pretty close. Um, there are a number of different directions that the Giants can go. There are a number of big fish on the market. I think they really want Aaron Judge, but I don't think that they're going to like not sign other players, and that's such a huge piece to move. The Yankees are like a complete team. They just need him back, and right. they offer, they're going to offer him a yeah, lot of money. 100%. And like, what's the deal? They offered him what you said. They offered him $300 million. $300 What's the difference between $330 like, yeah, over eight years? Right, exactly. So I think, I think if they're willing to go that high, they can go higher, um, and I think they will. All right, so I, I, I have him. So for me, I'm just going back and forth between the Yankees and the Giants. I have him going back to the Giants. That's my official guess. Okay. Now, the reason for that is a few reasons. Number one, I'm going to tell you my reasons for it first, and then I'm going to tell you my concerns after. 
So the reasons for it is, one, I don't think the Yankees are going to be outbid in terms of money. If it goes to years, then I'm going to get a little concerned. But when in terms of money, I think the Yankees understand the amount of money that they're going to make off of just his name alone, and just jersey sales alone. Um, and they're going to be able to recoup that money pretty quickly. I think it's going to be $336 million for eight years, which is $42 million a year. So we kind of essentially have the same yeah, contract. I, you have I, seven years. Yeah, I think the I'm eight 44. years matters. I don't think I think because the Yankees offered eight, I don't think they're going to go back to seven. Fair, fair. I think Judge wants the years. I don't think he wants to be like 39 and be like, am I retiring? Am I not? I feel like, okay, I don't I'm know. 40 years old yeah, and retiring is right. like pretty solid. Um, but I also don't think that's like the biggest deal in the world. Um 39, but yeah, yeah. So, and and like you said, the Yankees are a complete team, and, and you bring Judge back, who just had one of the greatest seasons of all time, and you name him the captain of the team, and then you go out and you, and you get it over quickly, and then you go out and see what else you can do to bolster the team, and then you go back in the next year and you see what you can do. But if they lose Judge, that you turns everything on its head. Yeah, like, that turns, and there's a way like, more that you gotta like figure out because. You're not. How are you going to replace his value? One, how are you going to replace his value defensively in right field, and then how are you going to replace his value offensively when you already have kind of a complete team anyway? So, I think he goes back to the Yankees. The thing that scares me, and also because the Giants have never paid more than two hundred million dollars for a player ever. Now, I don't think that matters because the Giants kind of need a star right now. They've been bereft of one for a while, um, and if the so what scares me though is that the Giants would be willing to just be like fuck it and give them ten years, forty million. Four hundred million, you mean? Yeah. Uh so forty I mean, million a year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think anyone truly knows. But um yeah, I I just think that uh I mean they have the ju- well, two things are at play here. One, the Yankees to your point about years. Um, I don't know what they knew at the time about Robinson Cano, but they let him go to Seattle. And that at the time, everybody was like, whoa, like this is like a Yankee for life. And it's just like they were willing to walk because of the years. You're 100% right. I will say, as infatuated as the fan base was over Robinson Cano, it is nothing in comparison to to Aaron Judge. When you look out at Yankee Stadium, there's two jerseys that you see. You see Derek Jeter and you see Aaron Judge. Like, it's that level. He is... Almost. I don't know. Fans loved Cano, though. They loved Fans Cano. Fans loved Cano, but... Cano, it, don't when, you know. When, Cano, don't you know. When he left, though, it was kind of like, all right, like, like the, 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 the resounding attitude, as angry as we were, was kind of like, wow, you really took like, an extra 10 or like however much it was. Like, I think 10. he got like 13 years or something, though. It wasn't 13 years. I think it was like... It, you can look it up. Um, but it was... The total value was like fifteen million more or something like that than what the Yankees offered, and it was like really, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like the Yankees offered him. The Yankees offered him a contract. They offered him like two ten. I think his overall contract was like two thirty five or something like that. Um, blame your Wi Fi, but yeah, it's taking a second. But um, I could just look it up right now. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. I think I don't know. I I think um, uh, I think that's funny. Stan was the longest contract with thirteen years. It's, um, it's hilarious. He's in a Braves hat in this picture. Ten years, two hundred and forty million. That was the deal. Oh, I remember more. Okay. So, well, yeah. at the time it was a lot. Yeah, that's million true. No, no, that, that's so funny, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. That seemed like that's so wild. much money at the it's time. Wild. How how long ago was that? Was that like two thousand ten or something? When when he went to Seattle, that was so, that's like not even that long ago. It feels like. Let's see. I'll tell you right now. 
It was 2013. And it was 24 million a year. That seems I think it was like, 2013. I can Because the Mets were still paying it. The Mets are still paying it. I will look uh, right now. He left to go to Seattle. And like, whoa, it was 2014? 2014. Wow. That's like not fuck? even that long ago. And that was 24 million. Okay. Bro, so this just no. goes to show. Oh, this just goes to show. I feel like, okay, given the That's like the, yeah. the contracts we're seeing now creep up, like the DeGroms and like the Scherzers. Uh, and I think with Judge, but I think we're gonna the amount of revenue that these teams are making. We're gonna look back and like, see Judge making like. like what did A Rod get from the Yankees? That's what I'm that's curious about because he was the biggest con- A Rod, Yankees contract. Yeah, um, two hundred and seventy-five million. That was a lot, and that was in two thousand and eight. That I remember that. So that's I, actually I was like, crazy. damn, that's wild. Yeah, okay. Wait, so the, and A-Rod that was like the, one of the. Oh wait, wait, no, no, no. no. We're, Oh wait, no. They gave him ten years, two hundred and seventy-five million. Yeah, so there you Damn, go. That's fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure two, some of it was deferred. So bro, they gave him that in two thousand and eight, though. Yeah, no, he was the best player in the game. But like, that's like twenty million more than like, like the closest contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I can think about like contracts in two thousand and eight. Anyway. All right. Well, All right. That, that's part one. Uh, next uh, part two, we're gonna do uh, shortstop, catcher, relief pitcher. Uh, and infield. So stay tuned uh, for the part two of this episode. Uh, I'm Nick Wilson, as always, joined by Alessandro De Janeiro. Uh, sure. And uh, we're, you're going to also see this documented on social media so that you can like fact check us and like say, you know, check we're not going back and editing these. Uh, I had Jose Abreu to the Astro. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks for listening um, and see you next episode.